Hello, Bob Garino here, also known as Reggie Van Gearshift. Where that name come from? Well, it's because I love to shift. I've learned driving in a standard shift car, two speeds, three speeds, three in the tree, four speeds, four on the floor, five speeds, six speeds. There's even a seven speed now. How else are you gonna really know how a car is operating unless you can feel, feel the gears moving through? Anyway, I felt that way, I still do. So I have to tell you, I was a Ferrari dealer uh, in that Cohasset, Mass, um, little town south of Boston, about 20 miles south of Boston for some 30 plus years. Um, had a business partner, Fritz Mühlhaupt, he was from Switzerland, brought a Swiss uh, work ethic to the business, which was a really good thing, I can tell you. Uh, and over the years, we had many different franchises. We had Porsche, we had, as I said, Ferrari, we had Alfa Romeo, uh, Datsun, Rover, BMW. And during those years, we had a lot of stories, we had a lot of adventures, a lot of races that we, uh, that we performed and endured. Uh, so what I did uh, in order to kind of memorialize it is I wrote a book published last year by McFarlane and Company, a great company to work with. Let me sell you a Ferrari. Uh, when I submitted the, the manuscript to, to uh, McFarland, uh, it was some 400 pages. They said, that's, that's too many. You want to be able to sell at a reasonable price. So we cut it down to some 300 pages, which is still quite a few. But in the meantime, what happened is a lot of the stories got either abbreviated or, or totally left out. So the reason I'm sort of setting up this, this uh, channel here is to kind of fill in some of these blanks, which I think and I hope you'll find interesting. So as I said, we started, uh, started the business. We started in 1967. Uh, the Ferraris we were getting came from Luigi Canetti, uh, who was the distributor at the time. He was a personal friend of Ferraris, had raced, had raced for Ferrari in Europe pretty successfully. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons he became the distributor in the U.S. In any case, January 1st, 1968, Ferraris were not allowed in the country anymore. They couldn't be sold. Uh, and that's because the federal U.S. federal government had promulgated these new rules, these, these laws, some under the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, about emissions, and the other ones under the Department of Transportation, the DOT, and as a result, their own safety for the cars. Ferrari was too small a manufacturer. They were only making seven or 800 cars a year. Uh, they couldn't retrofit their models, existing models. Um, so it would be quite a few years before they would come back in, into the US. So today I want to talk about one specific model of Ferrari, the 365 GT 2 Plus 2. This car was introduced at the Paris Auto Show in 1967. Um, and it was a large car. It was the successor of the 330 GT 2 plus 2 and the 250 GTE 2 plus 2 from the early 1960s, both four-seater cars. And Ferrari had produced these cars because they, were, they could sell. Uh, they were genuine four-seaters that carried four adults. And his road cars, the sale of his road cars, was supporting his racing. Uh, and that's what Ferrari was all about, was racing. So these cars added a lot, a lot to the sales, a lot to the bottom line. So the 365 GT was the logical successor. Ferrari calls it the heir to the 500 Superfast, which was another big car. They made very few of them, but really it was really designed to be, uh, to be a two plus two. Uh, so when it was introduced in Paris in 1967, it caused quite the sensation, uh, but it was big. It was bigger than 330 GTC, 
current you know, model at that time, but two feet longer. It was bigger than a Mercedes 280S sedan, uh, and it was heavier. So it, it was a large car. It was quite modern. It had power steering, five-speed transmission, of course, self-leveling rear suspension by, by Kony. Uh, so one of the things that happened when we were a dealer is we would sell often cars to, to other dealers. And one of the people we sold to was a fellow by the name of Dick Fritz, who was a manager for Kennedy Motors. He bought a Porsche 912 from us. So we became pretty friendly, uh, and we would talk back and forth. Well, in 1969, he gave me a call and said, Bob, I just want you to know that we're going to bring two cars into the, the New England Auto Show, which usually was the middle of November. Uh, I said, oh, what are you bringing? He said, because I can't sell any cars. I said, what are you bringing? He said, oh, I'm bringing two um, 365 GTB4s, or also known the Daytona. Uh, I said, wow. I, I mean, I've read about this car. I've never seen it, of course. And he said, yeah, we're going to bring two in. One's going to be um, Fanart, the North American racing team. That's a division of uh, Kennedy Motors run by, uh, run by Luigi's son, Coco Kennedy, where they campaign cars and race drags and such. And the other car was brought in for, for testing purposes. Whatever that meant, we didn't know. But he just wanted to tell me that. So the night before the show was to open, I went in to see to see Dick Fritz, to see the Taytonas, the and to see the whole show, because I always like to see that. And when I got there, they were right beside um, the Datsun display. Datsun usually had a pretty big display, eight or 10 cars. Um, they had their truck. They had the, uh, the sedan, the RL411. They had the 2000 sports car. And so I'm talking to Dick, and I'm drooling over these, these Daytonas. They're just gorgeous cars. Really, the design. Pinaferina, it's a Fioravanti design. Just brilliant. Uh, I said, I can't wait to hear them run, because I know what these 12 cylinders sound like, especially in an enclosed area. In any case, as we're talking, uh, I see this green coupe kind of driving into the, uh, into the Datsun display. And I'm thinking to myself, what, what is that? So I said to Dick, do you see that car? He says, yeah. I said, do you know what that is? He says, I don't know. I said, well, it's, prob it's probably not supposed to be in the Datsun display. It's supposed to be someplace else. It was pretty darn good looking. So I said, I'm going to go take a look. So I went over, and uh, I saw Bill Roop, who was the regional rep. He's there helping set up the whole display. And I said, Bill, what's this? He said, it's the new 240Z. I said, what? He says, a new car Datsun's bringing out. They're going to use Boston as the introduction for the, for the U.S. I said, wow. Well, it was wow. Uh, it was Gorgeous looking. It was the it was low. I said I got to sit in this, so I sat inside. It was roomy. Um, the gauges the gauges were canted towards the driver like in a Berlinetta Lusso. Uh, it had a straight six single overhead cam engine. They had done their homework on this car. It was brilliant, and it was to upset the whole sports car market in the U.S. for many many years. So I'm back over and tell told Dick about it. He said, "Well, I, I think that is going to be very successful." Uh, and then he said to me, "I just want you to know that Ferrari." Um, is probably not going to bring any cars in until 1971 and 1972. They just can't afford to retrofit the cars they have, so it'll have to be new models that are more designed for the U.S. and these new rules and such. I said, oh, that's interesting. He said, however, they are going to bring in six models of the 365 GT 2 Plus 2. I said, oh, how's that? He said, well, they're going to have automatic transmissions in them. Kennedy had, had petitioned the factory to make these cars with automatics, and Ferrari said they would do it, some sort of GM transmission. He wasn't sure. I said, well, can you imagine a Ferrari with an automatic transmission? I mean, that's wild. He said, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, we have a customer that might want one. He said, well, I told him. He said, 
Speech of customer, send me a deposit if you want one, let me know. So I'm back to the dealership, called Ray Remick the next day. I said, Ray, you know, we have this, maybe an automatic available. And he goes, I'm coming over. So he arrives speedily and he said, so I showed him a picture of the car and uh, I had some leather samples from, from the 330 GT and, and, and some paint samples. And I said, so he looks through them and he says, oh, order me. He picks a green one with green leather. He says, order it for me. I said, well, I just have to tell you that, that I'm not sure, I'm not sure when it's going to arrive, if ever. And I have no idea what it'll cost. He says, oh, I don't, I don't care when it arrives and I don't care about the cost either. And he probably didn't. So he ordered the car, gave me a deposit. So I, I sent it to Dick Fritz and said, order me the car. Well, two weeks later, Ray, Ray arrives back at the dealership and he goes, have you heard anything on the car? And of course, that's a syndrome in the office. Tell people it's going to be six months to get the car. And two or three weeks later, they said, where is it? But he was a patient man. So the following spring, it's like three months later, we really hadn't heard anything on the car. Um, my partner Fritz and his wife, Alice, who worked in the business, decided they're going to go back to Zurich to see some relatives. So they order a BMW 2800 Coupe, standard shift, of course, for delivery in Munich. Uh, and off they go. Well, they're over there for two weeks. Uh, and then they're going to leave the car in Zurich um, because I'm going to go over. I hadn't been to Europe in a number of years, and I wanted to go over it. I wanted to go over to Marinella. I wanted to see the factory and I wanted to check on the, on the 365 for my customer. So I flew over, I flew over to Zurich, got the car, spent some time with Prince's relatives. They're always great. Very hospitable, the Swiss, the Europeans. Drove to Milano, stayed, stayed there one night and then drove to Marinello the next day. Well, I arrived to the factory. I had seen pictures of it. Um, it was, it was a brick building, but there were no cars there. It was, it was absolutely empty. I mean, I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't see anything. So I went inside the, the door there, the entryway, and there were two gentlemen in there. And, and um, I said, they said, uh, can we help you? And I said, um, my name is Guarino. I'm here. Ah, oh, yes, Mr. Guarino. They pronounced it, pronounced it correctly. Always, always fun to hear. He says, yes, we're expecting you. I guess Kennedy had called them and told them that, uh, that we were going to, I was going to come and check on the car. So um, they said, just a moment, please. And one of them disappears behind uh, behind this wall and brings out this other man, and Mr. Albino, very animated, spoke very good English. And he said, oh, Mr. Gorino, I'm so I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, you've come to check on your special car. I said, yes. He said, why don't you come into my office? So I went back into his office, and there's trophies in there, pictures on the walls. And all the time, I'm kind of looking around, hoping I'll see Enzo Ferrari, or at least hear some cars, see some cars. He says, ah, please have a seat. He said, uh, before we start, can I ask you a few questions? I said, surely, of course. He says, do you think that we can sell uh, accessories uh, with these cars? And I said, well, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, is he talking about driving lights or roof racks? What's, what, what accessories? And, and, and uh, um, I said, yes, I think so. But, but first, we have to have the cars. We don't have any cars. Because I understand. And then he said, no, 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 not, not lights. Or, no. And he, he shows me this, this, this luggage, this Ferrari luggage, which was quite beautiful. Shows me this silk scarf. He says, you know, things like this, things that people would, would love to have. It shows the quality, the beauty of the Ferrari. I said, yes, but, but again, we have to have the cars. He said, oh, I understand. I understand. He said, but now let's find out about your car. So he says, excuse me. So he goes behind uh, into this other office and he reappears carrying this book. This huge book, actually, I call it the Tome. It, it looked like it came from a medieval monastery. And he kind of brings it over to the desk and he puts it down with kind of a thud. 
Uh, and he says, let's look. So he opens the page and he's turning each page, moistening his finger and turning them. And I can see all these lines, all this script in this, in this calligraphy that was beautiful. It too looked like it came from, from a monastery. And uh, I can see these numbers in a few, a few words. And he goes, he's put, running his finger down these lines and suddenly goes, ah, ecola, here it is. And I can see, I'm looking over his shoulder, this line, it has some numbers, and then it says automatico, and then it says Kennedy. He says, here it is. Uh, I said, oh, great. It's, a, it's an automatic. I, I hope it's the one from Mr. Remick. I, I guess we'll find out. I said, oh, that's so exciting. He said, yes, yes. I said, so do you know when it may arrive? And he says, well, soon, soon. I thought to myself, well, that's, that's better than never, or we don't know. So uh, we talked some more. And then I said, well, do you think I could have a tour of the factory? Because I've never seen it. And he said, yes, let me check for you. And again, he goes out. He goes out and goes back to this, uh, this door through this door. And he comes back a few minutes later. He says, oh, Mr. Guarino, I'm so sorry. There was a strike, a shopper. Um, we cannot do it today. And they had these kind of instant strikes at these companies in Italy. You know, it wasn't the whole union. It was just specified. And that's what was happening that day at Ferrari. So I said, well, I'll have to come back again. He says, oh, I, I certainly hope you do. So we spoke a little bit more, and then I, then I left and went out through the thing. Everybody said goodbye, and uh, I still had not seen the car. Well, I'm opening the door to the BMW to get inside, and all of a sudden I hear this roar coming from behind one of these brick walls, and all of a sudden these two 365 GTB Ford Daytonas arrive. Uh, and they're kind of roaring both up to the stop sign, and they kind of glide through it, you know, like they do in Fort Lauderdale. And they take off down the road, and the sound of those two cars together, reverberating off those exhausts, the engines bouncing off the walls, is a sound that I will never, never forget. 